happy Valentine's Day, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Be Here for a While. Today's episode of Be Here for a While is brought to you by Rothy's Love Em, Comfortable, Cute, Chic, check it out, Skillshare, Creative, Expand Your Mind, Quip, have a, I mean, you need Quip, it's Valentine's Day. You're going to make out with someone and not use Quip? Yeah, they're all here for the Be Here for a While podcast, and they want you to get involved. Uh, I am so, so freaking excited about this episode. I... I just love, I really, I just love you guys so much. This, I already felt close with you, but hearing your love stories and your parents' love stories and your grandparents' love stories and hearing them told in your words, just, I just feel like this is a whole community and it makes me so happy. So originally I put a post on Instagram and I was like, I want to hear your guys' love stories. And I was thinking like, oh, I'll just read them aloud. And then I'm like, no one wants to hear me read someone else's story. This isn't, you know, sixth grade reading hour. Like, what are we doing here? And so then I did a quick switch and I was like, hey, so people started sending me their stories and I was like, is there any way you could just record your story, you telling it in your, with your voice into a voice note, send it to me. And I had an amazing response. And I mean, to be perfectly honest, I cried after most of them. They're pretty incredible. So anyways, I'm really excited about this. Happy Valentine's Day, friends. And listen, I can hear many of your eyes rolling in the back of your head because yes, everyone thinks this is a made up holiday but also a great excuse to eat a shitload of chocolate. And I too have scoffed at how meaningless it can be. Earmuffs, Greg. That's that's my boyfriend who does the sound on this. Just pretend like you don't hear it, Greg. Earmuffs. I've also been on a lot of first dates on Valentine's Day, where neither of us even realized it was that day until we saw women carrying around tentpole-sized red roses and platform heels, whilst their date pretended that the $300 he spent on the prefixed meal was going to hold him over until he could either get back to her house to hook up or eat the last remaining potato chips that she had or, you know, less preferably his own house to reheat his day-old Chipotle and talk to his roommate about how he didn't get laid. You know, see, I'm a cynical monster too. Well, that wasn't until my mom suggested that I do a Valentine's Day themed episode about great love stories. So I was like, yes, that is a great idea because I was probably going to do something like, you know, I'm doing those like reality TV show scandals. It was going to be like depressing or true crimey or intense where I ranted about something. And I was like, no, that's a, let's soften up, Rich. Yeah. Look at you, you love love. But then I started Googling like great love stories and all the same ones came up over and over again. It was like Romeo and Juliet. You know, that hot, guys, that didn't end well when you think about it. Uh, Cleopatra, you know, and Mark, is it Anthony or Anthony? It was spelled differently in different places. So there was that. I mean, obviously the Bachelor's pilot Pete and his ladies, you know, the tale as old as time. Those came up in great love stories. Um, but I was like, ah, you know. I'd rather hear like great love stories from real people like you and I. Um, And I wanted to hear real love stories that stood the test of time that weren't, you know, kind of mythological or dramatic or that were just, you know, what we'll all encounter at some point in our lives. And you guys, my lovely listeners, showed up. And to be honest, pretty much every single one of them made me cry um, after every story you sent when I listened to them. Some of them were simple. Some of them involved tragedy. Uh, but I think at the end, they all involve a level of hope. So without further ado, this is you, friends, telling your real-life love stories and the stories of your parents, grandparents, and beyond. Hey, Rachel. I just wanted to share the story about my parents' love story. Um, So my parents were married for 32 years, and then they managed to shock the hell out of my older brother and I and tell us that they were getting divorced. Actually, no, they weren't getting divorced. They'd actually already been divorced for three months by the time they told us. 
Um, but it was extremely amicable divorce. But when I say amicable, they used one lawyer. They did it over um, my mom's kitchen table, and they continued to live together for three more months um, while my dad's new home was being built. Um, So in the years passing after they divorced, they continued to be best friends. Um, They talked every single morning, and this continued to go on even when my parents saw other people. And then they got back together at a couple points, and they'd get, you know, then they'd just be annoyed with each other, and then that would be it. Um, So anyways, then one summer, um, I think it was 2017, uh, my mom started seeing a lovely gentleman, and things were getting serious, and all of a sudden, my dad just had a damn fit pretty much. He realized, oh my gosh, this guy's a formidable opponent. What am I going to do? I cannot lose her forever. And so he started basically courting her and, um, I mean, pulled out every single stop you can think of from, um, trips to bed and breakfasts to perfume, flowers, um, ski trips out West, um, went to Lake Tahoe, um, you know, went down to Florida, all kinds of things. So eventually my mom did break it off with the other guy. And so that was, um, let's see, late summer into fall. And so they're continuing to see each other, but my older brother and um, his wife and my husband and I were all kind of skeptical to see how long it would last. Um, so anyways, it was getting close to Christmas time and my dad called me and my older brother and said, hey, we'd like to do family pictures and we want y'all to be ready at five o'clock sharp on Christmas Eve. We want coordinating colors, etc." So my brother and I were annoyed to no end because it is so hard to coordinate family pictures, especially I have two small little boys and my brother has three kids. So to coordinate that many people looking good at a specific time with nap times and, you know, having to go out during Christmas to find matching clothes is just a huge pain in the ass. So anyways, my brother and I decided, okay, they never really asked for stuff like this. We'll just buck up and do it. So, um, Christmas Eve comes, we are all ready at five o'clock sharp. However, my parents aren't ready. So then the doorbell rang and it was the photographer. And, um, well, the photographer didn't seem to know what to do with the camera and he's kind of bumbling around. And then all of a sudden, um, music started playing over my mom's surround sound system. And, uh, my dad comes out looking all handsome in a suit then my mom comes out in a dress and flowers, and all of a sudden it hit us. We're like, oh my goodness, they're getting remarried to each other. Um, so it was the most amazing surprise. Oh, and the photographer obviously was a minister. And so um, it was the most amazing surprise that anyone could ever give their kids and grandchildren. And I am happy to report that they... Um, they got remarried in 2017, and they have been uh, together ever since, um, happy as clams, and um, it's just been an amazing reunion to witness as their child. Um, so anyways, um, I hope you enjoyed the story about my parents, and I hope everyone else does too. Thanks so much. Hey, Rachel. Uh, this is Chelsea Weber-Smith and Miranda Zickler. Hi. And we just uh, appreciate you wanting to hear our love story. Uh, So I'm going to let Miranda start because uh, she slid into the old DMs and that's how this all got started. (laughs) That's right. Um, So I was listening to Cameron Esposito's podcast and I heard an ad for American Hysteria 
and I that's my podcast that's by the, the way podcast. and the podcast well we'll get there <laughs> um so I thought it sounded real nice and I listened to a lot of podcasts including yours and I uh I started listening and I binged the whole thing in like three days and through that process, I learned that Chelsea was from a suburb of Seattle, which I am also from a suburb of Seattle. So I, um, I it also helped you figure out that I was queer. It's true. Yeah. The Gay Agenda episode was my tip off. So then I found them on Instagram and, um, yes, slid into the DMs and, uh, um, I don't know. You tell the next part. Well, I knew that I loved Miranda <laughs> when she brought up the fact that she considered the writer of Helter Skelter to be um, a less than reliable narrator. <laughs> I think the quote was, Vincent Bugliosi is a tool. That's right. That's right. Um, and, con- and and then went on to really um, slam dunk uh, <laughs> the... the uh, she went on to really slam dunk the old uh, Manson family knowledge. <laughs> and, you know, I don't know. I just, I knew after like three days that that Miranda was my person. Um, yeah, and that's like a very, that's very wild for me. It's a wild <laughs> thing for me to feel and one say. Of the, one of the most fun parts was that it was like 10 minutes into talking that we realized that we had messaged on tinder oh my god yeah like eight months before on halloween oh yeah and uh and yeah because i only realized it because i was instagram stalking the hell out of chelsea and um saw a photo of them with uh, a cake featuring pennywise the clown from stephen king's it the 1990 miniseries miniseries of course i think it's 1993 it's 1990 it's 1993 it's not i think it might be 91 anyway i'm not wrong um anyway uh that photo was also on their tinder so i realized that this was the same person and it was like a huge shock and revelation and then, and uh, then you went on. T- well, and you went on tour with mm-hmm. your band, Kawinka, K U I N K A, wonderful, joyous folk pop, and uh, <laughs> and and so we couldn't. We actually couldn't meet for a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, Miranda started this very adorable thing where she made me a podcast, um, just just asking me questions and telling me stories and reading me things she had written, and it was very romantic. And then I would do it back. It's all very nauseating. I, yeah, I think yeah. we have like seven or eight episodes of it. Yeah, somewhere, somewhere, somewhere. We're gonna have to do something with that one day. <laughs> we'll release it on our Patreon. But now Miranda works on American Hysteria with me, and she was the co-host of our off-season talk show, Just Another Panic Monday. It's true. Um, but yeah, so it's just now we do a lot of work together, and it's it's, uh, it's pretty ev- good. Every day is real good, and that's our love story. It's full of. True crime, horror, <laughs> and now we just watch SVU every night. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, and thank you, Rachel. We love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> are you guys looking for the most comfortable shoes that are also stylish? They go with, like, I don't know, I wear them with floral dresses. 
in the summer and the spring. I wear them with my workout pants when I'm going in between yoga classes. I wear them like I go to yoga. Who am I kidding? I wear them when I go to business meetings because they look chic and cute. Yeah, they're called Rothy's Shoes. They're the most comfortable and chic shoes you could ever own. And if you heard that they're making them out of recycled plastic water bottles, yeah, and like I said, they're crazy comfortable and fully machine washable. Rothy's are the perfect everyday shoes for life on the go. They're stylish and comfortable, and they go with everything, like I said, from yoga pants to dresses and skirts, and they come in an ever-changing array of colors, prints, and patterns. And Rothy's are available in a range of styles, like sneakers, have those, loafers, have those as well, points, and more. They launch new colors and patterns every few weeks, and they sell out constantly. I am obsessed with my gray sneakers. I wear them with everything. They go with everything. They're adorable. And Rothy's, like I said, are seamlessly knit using thread made from plastic water bottles. So they're ultra comfortable as soon as you slip them on. That's right. There's zero break-in period in these shoes. And one Yahoo editor recently called them the most comfortable flats I've ever owned. Okay, guys, like uh, last week, I did 18,000 steps in one day, just running around, doing all my stuff. Guess what I was wearing? Rothy's shoes. So comfortable. Didn't even notice I was walking that much. And they have diverted over 35 million water bottles from landfills already. So they're doing amazing things for our planet. And I think you guys should try them out. So check out all the amazing styles available right now at rothys.com slash be here. Go to rothys.com. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash be here to get your new favorite flats. Comfort, style, and sustainability. These are the shoes you've been waiting for. Head to rothys.com slash be here today. Hi, my name is Amy Malay, and I met my husband, Brad, when I was 31 years old. I had pretty much given up on love at that point. I had had a series of failed relationships, including a broken engagement, and I was pretty frustrated with dating. A mutual friend connected Brad and I, and before our first date, I sent him a photo so that he would know what I looked like. But I had always thought that dating was a lot like applying for a job, so I also sent him a cover letter you know, like, Dear Mr. Malay, I'm applying for the position of potential datee. I have many skills and qualifications that qualify me for this role, etc., etc. That could have gone really sideways, but Brad responded with quotes people would say about him if he was a movie. Things like, Brad is an instant classic, Brad is the sleeper hit of the summer, and I knew we were going to get along. The first date was awesome. We had a second date later that week. That date lasted 24 hours. And that was all it took, two dates, and we were together. I knew pretty much three months in that I wanted to marry him. And we got married three years after we got together. And this summer, we're going to celebrate six years of marriage. And, you know, I'd always thought that I had a deadline by which I had to meet the one. And meeting Brad made me realize that's not true. And that it's okay if it takes a little bit longer to find your person. And sometimes that wait is worth it. Oh, hi. My name is Haley and I'm um, from Louisiana. I met my husband um, on Match.com in 2009. It was before apps. Anyone was dating on apps or anything like that. Um, We actually met on a free weekend and so neither neither one of us were actually signed up and paying for the service. I must have seen a commercial somewhere or something. I don't really remember why I did it. Um, 
But I was a teacher and I was busy and I was tired of meeting weirdos and bores, to be very honest with you. Um, so we met on match in September of 2009 and he was actually in Pennsylvania working, but he lived, he lived here in Louisiana. Um, and then when he came back from his, his, um, work trip, he just assumed I'd meet him and we'd go on a date, but I was very busy, like I said, and I just didn't have time to be honest. Um, I was a teacher involved in a couple of extracurricular activities, so um, I was quite busy. So we exchanged um, Yahoo Messenger um, names, and we we spoke like that because our free weekend was up on you know on a Sunday, um, and so we um, would message here and there. And then he ended up going to Africa for work, and it was a lot. And I was. Um, I was going through a major certification um, as a first year teacher, and so, or really a second year teacher, but, um, and so I was super busy with that. And so we talk on and off when he was in Africa, but nothing serious. And then when he got back, he went to visit his family in Cincinnati, because that's where he's originally from. Um, and we exchanged numbers then, and then he um, left his. Um, family a couple days early to come to drive down to Louisiana to meet me for the first time. And we met. Our first date was at my house that I was renting. He could have been a serial killer, but I'm still alive today, so it worked out pretty good. Um, We made pizzas, and we went to Blockbuster um, and rented a movie and watched a movie on like a random weeknight. It was like a Monday or a Tuesday night. Um... So that was in December, after a couple months of texting and you know messaging back and forth. We we started dating immediately after our first date. He moved into my house in April. Um, by June, he proposed to me, and we got married a year later. Uh, we've been married for almost nine years, coming up this summer, and we have two kids, a girl who's five named Lorelai and a boy who's three named Dominic. And I couldn't be happier. And so that's our story. Yeah. Happy Valentine's Day. Friends, let's be better. You know, it's time to explore new skills, deepen existing passions, and get lost in creativity with Skillshare's online classes. What you find just might surprise and inspire you. I've been so inspired by their interior design class, their productivity class, because I kind of struggle with like, I'll start a project and then I'm like, wait, what am I doing? Should I go clean my kitchen? What should I make nachos? I don't know. And their productivity class has just taught me to focus my brain, calm it down. I'm also loving their Instagram photography class. So Skillshare is an online learning community where millions come together to take the next step in their creative journey with thousands of inspiring classes for creative and curious people on topics including illustration, design, photography, video, freelancing, and more. And they even have a podcast one. Uh, Skillshare is an online learning community that offers membership with meaning. With so much to explore, you know, real projects to create and the support of fellow creatives, Skillshare empowers you to accomplish real growth. And who doesn't want that? Like I said, let's be better. So I'm like I said, I'm loving the interior design one because I feel like I'm pretty good at it, but I didn't know like certain tips and tricks to make things streamlined and clean. And 
I think that just being creative can benefit you in almost everything you do. Even let's just say you're a doctor or a nurse. Having a creative outlet can just only further enhance your brain and just make you feel better. And I just love, I love the community at Skillshare. They have, they have feedback, personalization. The quality of classes are incredible. And I don't know, I just feel like they're one of us. So Skillshare is a proud sponsor of Be Here for a While. Explore your creativity at Skillshare.com slash Be Here and get two free months of premium membership. That's two whole months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. Get started and join today by heading to Skillshare.com slash Be Here. That's Skillshare.com slash Be Here. Hi, Rachel. This is Lena um, from Germany. And I will tell you my love story. Sorry, it's really early in the morning. If I sound a little bit tired, that's why. So um, a little bit over five years ago, I was living in one of the busiest streets um, of Berlin, busiest party streets. And one night I was walking home from the train station. I was visiting a friend. It was a Monday, I can remember. I even know what I was wearing. Um, I was walking home from the train station And a guy just started to follow me, like talking in a really, really like low voice. Hey, I was wondering if you want some company. If I would be you, I would probably be freaking out, like amazing him in that second. And I was just like ignoring him, thinking, oh, no, thanks. I just want to go home. Leave me alone. I don't want to buy weed. Leave me alone. Because also in that street there... Are a lot of refugee drug dealers standing around. That's the only chance for them to um, earn any money. He kept following me. Yeah, but I really, like, in talking to me in that really slow voice. Yeah, but I really had to talk to you. I really just want to ask you if you want some company. And I was, like, so annoyed, ignoring him, not looking up to him. Um, No, thank you, leave me alone. Yeah, but you were walking by and it was like an angel walking by and I just had to talk to you and ask you if you want some company. That moment, that sentence was a little bit cute. Still a little creepy, but cute. Um, I actually stopped and looked at him for the first time. And there I actually saw my now husband... <laughs> Um, I could somehow, I don't know, see something in his eyes that made me know, okay, that's a good guy. Um, of course, I didn't know that I would marry him in that moment. I gave him my number. Okay, yeah, let's see um, if we're gonna see each other. He was really persistent. I think that's the word. Um, like calling me texting me and a week later we met up of course i'm not like super stupid and we met up at um like the busiest place of berlin alexanderplatz you like at three i think that's what the time was and we went to a coffee and we walked around and we kissed and since then we are basically together That's a little bit over five years ago. But we had a lot of struggle to get to the point where we are today. Because, like, we fell in love. Um, 
but he came here to Germany from Morocco as a refugee. So, but he did like he applied to immigrate, but it was not possible for him. Like the immigration office said no. Um, and I actually like went to talk to a lawyer um, to talk about what our options are. And there were three options. The first option was he goes back to Morocco and we have a long distance relationship, which was not an option for me because I wanted to be with him. Um, the second option was to get a baby. And I was like, no way, I'm not going to make a baby just to stay with my man. Um, so the third option was to get married, which actually like shocked me a little too, um, because I never really wanted to get married. But yeah, I had the option to be with him or not be with him. So um, we tried to get all our papers to get married and it took us forever. It was so hard. Like I think the whole process until we had... Like all papers together, get the license from the registration office. It was about a year, more than a year. And it cost me a lot of energy because it was all on me. We were living together by that time and he was not allowed to work. He didn't speak German good, so it was a lot of pressure on me. Um, and then one day we had the call from the registration office yeah, we have a term um, appointment for you in like three or four weeks or th two or three weeks on Friday to get married. And I was like, okay, yeah, let's, it's three weeks. So a little bit more time. And um, we had a super beautiful day on March 24th, um, 2017. Um, it was like a blue sky. We had all like a small group of friends and family around us and we got married and that was yeah a lot of pressure went off for us from from that day but still we didn't have his permit to stay because we're married he is supposed to um get a permit for three years and after three years forever we thought oh they're gonna ask us questions if we have like a real relationship or not and we went in there and well, we had to sign something and then she handed us his passport with the permit inside and i was so happy that was like i think that actually was the happiest day of my life because from that since then he's allowed to work he's like found a really good job now um yeah it was sure that he stays and yeah a lot of pressure um went off me and, and actually like our relationship just became better and better and better since that day yeah there are still like um cultural clash stuff i mean he's muslim grown up in morocco i'm non-believing in religion growing up in Germany. It's just different. Um, but yeah, that's my love story. I love him so much. And when I think about how much I love him, I just, ah, my heart fills up. He's already at work, so he's not listening to me recording this. But I can't um, wait to spend my life with him. Okay, that's my love story. Love to you, Rachel. Happy Valentine's. 
So Rachel actually had part in our love story about four years ago. Um, my now husband and I were having a rocky, rocky time. I emailed her for questions, outsider's opinion, thoughts. Um, she actually went above and beyond, gave me her phone number, <laughs> called me, um, and gave me some advice about knowing my worth and treating myself um, like I deserved more because I did. And so I basically went back, told my now husband that if he wanted to be with me, he wanted to be with me, and if not, I could move on. And here we are, four years later, newly married um, and happier than ever. So I actually have Rachel to thank for that. And as you've heard, love can stand the test of time. Love can break through cultural, sexual, gender, legal and many other obstacles. But I think that that's what makes it worth fighting for. In this next story, you're going to hear about uh, a couple that maybe shouldn't have been together based on what their parents thought or society thought. Um, But then on their mother's deathbed, she wanted her kid to be happy. This is the story of Minnie and Tony. My grandmother was Jewish in the 1930s in Brooklyn, New York. And my grandfather was an Italian. And he worked as a construction worker on the World Trade Center. And he pursued her for 10 years. She had a boyfriend, became engaged. He continued to pursue her. She was smitten with him, and then finally on her mother's deathbed, she finally said, go, go be with Tony, and then they married, and they were married for 54 years and had two daughters. As you guys know, I think that Quip toothbrushes have taken my self-care and my pearly whites to the next level. Quip, they're the makers of the Quip electric toothbrush, and they want you to know that the one single discovery that matters most for your dental care, it's simply this, that if you have good habits, you're good. And you know what? Starting those good habits and how to, how to really get into them is owning a Quip toothbrush. And that means brushing for two minutes, twice a day, and flossing regularly, no matter what brand you use. Quip makes that simple, though. They start with an electric toothbrush, refillable floss, and an anti-cavity toothpaste. Quip's electric toothbrush has sensitive sonic vibrations with a built-in timer and 30-second pulses to guide for a full and even clean. I have to be honest, I probably wasn't brushing for the full two minutes. And now I feel very responsible to do it because Quip's going to remind me. They're going to buzz and they're going to be like, next, go to the other side, go to the other side. And the Quip floss dispenser comes with pre-marked strip to help you use just enough. Plus, Quip delivers fresh brush heads, floss, and toothpaste refills to your door every three months with free shipping so your routine is always right. Join over 3 million healthy mouths and get Quip today, starting at $25. That's nothing. And if you go to getquip.com slash be here right now, you'll get your first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash be here. That's G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash be here. Quip, the good habits company. 
Hi, Rachel. Thank you so much for allowing me to share my husband and I's love story on your podcast. I will not ramble on about how much of a fan of yours I am, but thank you so much for always putting out great content and sharing a little bit of your life with us. So let's go ahead and get to the matter, which is my husband and I's love story. So we don't have anything too crazy, but it is a good one. We met, we always joke around and say that we met in the wild, um, aka a bar. So we met in a bar. I was a senior in college and he's a few years older than me, but we met at a mutual friend's birthday outing where it was a huge group of us and he just bought me a drink and the night was great and awesome and we clicked and he got my number before the end of the night and the next day I went back to college. So a few weekends later, I ended up coming home and he had called me and he said, we had been texting back and forth and he had called me and he said, Hey, you know, when you're home, I'd love to be able to take you out to dinner. So the rest is history after that. Um, fast forward to today, we have been together for close to 10 years. We've been married for four of those and we have a beautiful one-year-old daughter together. And I won't bore you with all of the mushy gushy stuff, but, um, he is the absolute best thing that has ever happened to me. And the one thing I realized ever since we've been together is like the biggest gift that I am giving my daughter is an amazing example of what to expect out of a partner in every facet, like how you should be treated, what love looks like. And you know, all of the things. So I could just cry thinking about how wonderful of a man he is. And, um, like I said, it's not always rainbows and butterflies, but when you find that person that you truly connect with, it makes those tough seasons just so much more bearable. And if I I said, I don't want to ramble on, but if there's one thing to kind of wrap all this up with is that if somebody were to ask me, the one thing in your life that you are the most proud of. And I have a lot to be proud of in my life. I have a master's degree. I am pretty successful in my career. I own a house. I have a wonderful family, a great daughter. But if someone were to ask me like the number one thing that I'm most proud of, I would say my marriage. And he's just such a wonderful man. And I will end it on that. So thanks so much for letting me share our story. And I hope you have a wonderful Valentine's Day. And um, thanks again. Have a good day. Bye. And for the last story, uh, and also I hope you enjoyed the the first several. Uh, I know I did. But the last story is kind of special to me. And I know uh, if you've been listening to my podcast for the last couple years, I have mentioned my adorable, beautiful, I mean, hell of a personality landlord, Ari. Uh, she's Greek. I mentioned that she, uh, in the past, that she brings me baked goods. And I'll be like, I'm on a diet. She's like, no, 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 here's some freaking, what do they call it? What, not, not baklava. Well, she brings that. But uh, what's the one with the spinach and the phyllo dough or phyllo dough? I digress. <sighs> I'm getting ready to go to Valentine's Day dinner because this is what, this is how real this Valentine's Day episode is, is uh, Greg... My cute little boyfriend is sitting here in his underwear. He hasn't even showered yet today. It's what time is it, babe? Like 9, 8.30. So our reservation was originally at 8. We've now pushed it to 9.30 so we could finish this. Um, I mean, I'm not trying to make you feel bad. Just want you to know. A lot of effort put in. Anyways, um, yeah, so, I, so my, I, 
my landlord already came into my life at a time when I definitely felt like I kind of needed like like an adult angel around in Los Angeles. I moved into the apartment I live in now um, very much on a whim. Uh, I was living with a boyfriend at the time uh, for we only lived together for like a couple years. We've been dating for like four years Um, and the fallout was real bad. Um, I'm not going to name names. I'm not going to say, but I I suspect, and there's no proof, but I suspect that I uh, had been cheated on and I'm pretty sure. Um, and so I moved out very quickly. I actually even like, once I found out in the moment, I was like, I don't have total proof, but my gut says something's really wrong. And so I called my mom and my dad in front of him and I was like, I need to leave the situation now. Um, and so my mom said, go get a hotel room. And so I did. So I I stayed in a hotel for a few days and then my friend Jacqueline, uh, came and walked around West Hollywood with me. We just kept looking at apartments and it was, I looked at this apartment and I met Ari and I thought, I need, I need, I need this in my life right now. Like she kind of like in a weird way, like saved me. Like she, the first year I lived here, um, she took me out to lunch for my birthday, which is really sweet. And, uh, she, I mean, she's, uh, in her, she says it in, in her, uh, her story. She's like in her early seventies and, um, probably doesn't drink much, but was like, have a glass of wine. It was like lunch. She's like, have a glass of wine. Have two. I was like, all right, let's party. Um, <laughs> but she would also give me like a lot of dating advice. She would, cause she would see like people I was dating, you know, maybe cause she's here a lot, like come and go. She doesn't live here, but she's here a lot. Come and go from my apartment. And, and, uh, um, so she was just kind of aware and she just wanted to make sure that people were being really nice to me, which was very sweet. And so I got to know her story too. Um, I got to know how she met her husband or very handsome husband. I'm going to post a photo of them together on, uh, my Instagram when this podcast airs, I mean, essentially now. Um, and, uh, and just kind of like, the way she would give advice, it was, it brings you back to sort of an old school mentality of like, you're a team and one's not better than the other. And you're going to hear her advice at, at the end of this. And it, and uh, I think you're going to like it. So without further ado, my lovely landlord and my friend, Aristea Sevik. Hello. Good morning. My name Aristea. My last name Sevik. I came from Greece, North Greece. I came in 1972, United States and in Los Angeles, when I like it very much. I'm too young, I'm 23 years old. I got a job and I worked for one lovely restaurant in the Marina del Rey. And I met a very lovely man there when I loved him, when it, the first time when I saw I can't eat <laughs> and I have a problem with my stomach <laughs> because he's a wonderful guy. Finally, after four months, five months, we are engaged and we marry, we marry Christmas time. I lived with him for 35 years, no, 37 years, excuse me. Finally, my husband working plumber, but uh, I don't want to work a plumber, my husband, because I have a great experience for restaurant. We opened a beautiful restaurant in Hollywood, cross to Man China Theater, Greek course. I have a lot of good customers, lovely people. 
especially everybody love my husband because he's very kind, he's very sweet, and I respect everyone. Finally, we work very hard in the restaurant, but we're working very hard and we save money and we buy some uh, uh, unit in West Hollywood. We working there hard and I fix it very beautiful. My husband working there. But finally, my husband, he left me because he passed away very young. I have a very hard time to keep the building in a good condition. I wish you met my husband, guys, because he's wonderful and I still, I love it. It's 24 years passed away, I still alone. I never marry, I never engage, and I never have a boyfriend. I'm a lovely lady. Uh, I miss him. I miss him very, very much. I go see always for the cemetery uh, and the forest lawn. I put a flower, a lot of beautiful flowers, and I sit and I give a company him and I put the music because we love music whenever we make a love. <laughs> That's so great. And I want to say, um, I remember when you first were t- told me that he passed away young and you had said, because he was such a great man, there was no reason for you to ever date again. And let me just preface for my listeners, Ari is a very beautiful woman. Like, she does not look her age. She's very well-dressed. And I've gone out to lunch with her, and she can make a 20-year-old waiter just want to talk to her. So it wasn't for lack of, I'm sure, people Yes, a lot of people. When after passed away, my husband one year, I have a lot of people and they call me and he see me because I'm a friendly and I have a conversation. People like to take me out for coffee, for lunch. And I say, no, thank you because I respect my husband. I still, I love him. Ah, dear, and I put somebody in my home when I don't know. You know what I mean? It's hard for me. But I prefer to live in alone, you know. Uh, even I'm a 71 years old, guys. You look amazing. People like me to go out even now. <laughs> I can see that. So, do you have any advice? Because I feel like you really like the way you and your husband lived your life, and you were very smart with everything to build what you have now. Do you have any advice for the younger generation on how to meet a nice man and how to keep a nice man? Uh, although the nice man should want to keep them too. What is your old school advice on that? Absolutely. I want to ask you that question. Today, the young girls, when they're going out, she takes the boy from a very expensive restaurant and a bar, drinking and eating. And the guy working Monday to Friday, but he can't afford it always to take it out. It's my advice when a really beautiful ladies we have in Los Angeles, California, when he want to win it, he have to watch it, his wallet, because the guy, he's tired to pay for the girls. I do the same. I'm not going out to expensive restaurant with my husband. And I don't go to drinking in any bars. And the husband, she like it. She's thinking, oh, you're a very good woman, Ari. I'd like to marry you. And the guys, I'll be honest to you, I marry a very attracted guy. Super attracted. He's gorgeous. It is. <laughs> and I told a lot of friends, a lot of America girls, I told that. Even now and everybody, really, Ari, thank you to tell me because my boyfriend not too well and not love me and they're not too much close to me because I say, you spell money him too much. Mm-hmm. You have to watch it that. And you win. Mm-hmm. Some girls, he listen to me. I tell you, and I'm a, I'm a stuff in my hand. She told me last two weeks, Ari, what you tell me, I do that. Thank you so much. Oh, that's so great. Thank you, Ari. Thank you. She's a lovely lady. She's from Iran. Mm-hmm. She's from Iran, Jewish girl. And uh, 
and he listened my advice what I told her. She said, thank you, Ari, thank you, Ari. And she wanted to take me for lunch one day. <laughs> That's very sweet. Yes. Well, thank you so much for doing this. It's a beautiful story. And I want to get a photo of you holding the, I mean, gorgeous man, but you're a gorgeous woman. So thank you. Welcome, anytime. Welcome. So I hope you guys enjoyed hearing from each other and... Uh, I hope you, I hope you find some sort of comfort in knowing other people's stories and that uh, anything's possible. And love comes in so many forms. I, I really wanted to, and I, I didn't put this out there in time, but as I was thinking about this, I wanted to hear uh, great stories of friendship too because those are a love story in their own right. Um, and, you know, for those of you who are still looking for love, know that love lurks around every corner in every room, and often in the person you least expect. I purposely chose the word lurk here because if you are a true crime fan like I am, you tend to think that danger lurks around every corner, and it does, and you should be aware of that. So don't take that out of the equation. Stranger danger, don't get in cars with stranger, you know, all the things that I constantly tell you. Carry a taser. Bring a taser on a first date. If someone doesn't like it, tase them. I don't know. Um, but... Don't let the social media world or your fears and cynicism cloud you from seeing that the kindness and love is all around you and have faith in yourself and remember what it felt like to be a kid with a crush on a boy or a girl and remember that you're never too old or too hardened to be softened by love. And one last point, I think that, and you hear in a lot of these stories too, there's a sense of pain and loss and um, loneliness and all of those things are often prerequisites to a jumping off point to becoming the best version of yourself. We all come out on the other side. I've been there. I came out on the other side and I know you can too. So please don't give up on yourself or give up on love. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs>